I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to the Syrupcast. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. And if you're listening to this, it probably sounds a lot better than the last special edition of the Syrupcast, cast from my father's washroom. That is because we have much improved equipment. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Patrick. What's up, Igor? I'm here. And uh, I hopefully don't sound like I'm in your dad's bathroom anymore. I hope so too. Rose? Hello, hello. This How are sounds you? great. I'm very good. I'm enjoying this professional experience. And the one and only, the founder of Mobile Syrup, Ian Hardy. Welcome. Good day. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thanks. You? I'm good, thank you. What a busy week it was. We had the launch of the iPhone 7 in Canada, as well as the iPhone 7 Plus and the Apple Watch Series 2, all of which our good friend here, Patrick, reviewed. Um, and then we also had the continued, I guess, burning of Samsung, of which we'll get to. Uh, that's a good way to describe it. So um, the, the unfortunate burning. The unfortunate burning. Um, so, Rose, do you want to start us off with, um, for those of us who did not buy an iPhone 7 because it is quite expensive, we upgraded to iOS 10. Um, right. What happened with iOS 10? So, at the beginning, there was an issue in which it was breaking some devices, mm -hmm. and there was kind of a tweet storm, and Apple jumped on it pretty quickly and so it resolves the issue, um, but it was, I guess, not the, the most auspicious way to debut. Mm -hmm. IOS 10, although, I mean, I know with all releases, there's often a little shakiness. They fix it pretty yeah. quickly, I yeah. guess, is, is the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, within, within minutes, for sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't used iOS 10 just because I haven't updated, um, but I assume... Stickers. You, stickers, yes. The greatest invention or the worst? We'll discuss that. Yeah. I guess now. The Pokemon stickers are the best stickers. Okay, okay. Uh, Ian Hardy is really partial to the Canadian Tim stickers. stickers. They have of course. And they have Bieber too. Absolutely. You have Bieber stickers, but it will cost you $2.79. Oh, really? That will that be worth it. I will be worth it, I promise you. Yeah. And, and if you want free, though, you can get Peter Mansbridge and Rick Mercer <laughs> for free in the CBC pack. They made a CBC pack? Really? Yeah. Oh, is. yeah, that was in your story. Uh, uh, that's good tax dollars right there. Oh, God, that's, that's what awesome. it's yeah. all about. And then there's also some really nasty ones. I just saw a so-called grammar Nazi pack where you can correct people's <laughs> grammar um, by putting stickers on top of what they've wrote incorrectly. So that might be something up your alley, Igor. That was a problem. <laughs> you can't hear it, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> that was a problem with iMessage too, right? It was the fact that you can't. Uh, there's like stuff that's a little inappropriate coming up in the, the GIF portion of it. Mm -hmm. uh, scary stuff. Um, so overall thoughts of iOS 10? 
I think iOS 10 is a really big improvement. Uh, there's a lot of things that I like about it. Uh, Raise to wake, I think, is interesting. Mm-hmm. I like what they've done with the home screen where you don't swipe to enter. And now you swipe to get to either today view or to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, today view is a lot better than it's ever been before. It's more handy with the widgets. Um, widgets. What a what a thought, man. I know. It, it actually, because, you know, most phones have a, a function where you swipe to to the uh, right, if I'm saying that correctly, where you swipe to the right and you get to like either Google Now or you get to some, mm-hmm. but uh, I think Apple's actually made to, uh, managed to make theirs pretty functional. If I can just interrupt, on the greatest phone ever released, the OnePlus 3, you <laughs> swipe right to the shelf. That is all. Aha, uh-huh. yes. that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another good way to do that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what, what my favorite iOS 10 feature is. There's, um, I do like the, the, like, uh, the notification thing. Yeah. The when you swipe when you swipe to the left, what's it called? Uh, the that's, control. That's today view. Today yeah. view. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like today view. I use that all the time. I look at the like transit section mm-hmm. for the transit app thing. Um, but I, I mean, for me, not a lot has really changed. And I know a lot of people are upset with it. Like, there's a lot of people complaining on the internet about it. But I don't think much has changed. Like, fundamentally, it's still the same. What about iMessage? I, I, I don't use iMessage. I mean, I started using it a little bit now just to test it out, but I I don't use it because I talk to my friends through Facebook Messenger right. or Gchat or yeah. like sometimes text, but yes. rarely. And well, most of my friends have Android phones. I, I, think, I think that's a really valid point. And I think I've seen a lot of tech journalists be like, I've, I've found it hard to test this out because I don't have enough friends who like all have iPhones. Or exclusively on yeah, iPhones. Yeah, and because of that, because you know, it's not cross-platform like that, then people do end up going with Facebook Messenger or other platforms. So really, like, is revamping, was revamping iMessage even really worth it? Or is this kind of like a last-ditch effort to get people mm. to care about iMessage? Well, it's a, it's a revenue opportunity for them, clearly, right? So yeah. even, it, it sounds like they might be late to the game in messaging. Um but it could be another way to boost revenues, right? And to get more deeper yeah. into it, the game. It's different. I think you have to, you can't look at iMessage from the Canadian context because it was never designed for the Canadian use case, right? In the States, uh, they got, you know, texting plans were really expensive when mm-hmm. iMessage initially came out uh, and data plans were a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. So iMessage came out really as just Apple trying to appeal to its U.S consumer base right Mm -hmm. so um you have to think about it in that context um but aside from that like but now it's something else and now it has to be something else too for sure yeah and the other thing i mean what is compelling about iMessage is how deeply it's integrated into the overall apple ecosystem uh so if you're on the mac and your computer is away um you get your messages straight to your computer right and That's not something uh, Google can say, right? Like there are third-party apps that let you do that on Android and uh, PCs and Macs at the same time, but that requires you to download those apps and know how to use them, which, you know, that is a big step for some people. Mm -hmm. So whether, you know, just because we don't necessarily use it, I think there is like a huge user base that uses uh, iMessage uh, and, really likes it i think to my mind what they need to do is make it an app for android as well for sure yeah yeah that would ensure that 
they could actually make it a platform that mm-hmm. maybe make some money, maybe do well for them. That's what yeah. they want to do, right? Is turn it into a platform. I think that's the ultimate goal. The messaging, yeah, messaging. Which, which is cool to see. It's kind of Apple's walled garden approach to everything mm-hmm. crumbling down. I like to say that all the time. The walled garden. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if I used iMessage, I'd be more pumped about the stickers. I did spend two seventy nine on a Pokemon sticker pack that well worth. has retro stickers. I think, like, I joke that it it was overpriced, but it's also probably some of the coolest stickers that I've seen across any messaging platform. Yeah. And it made me buy it. Like, I actually dropped money on a sticker pack, which is something I never thought I would ever say in a sentence. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Unlike us plugs. A lot, a lot of Tim Hortons money right there. Yeah. It's like Burger two coffees. King money. Yeah, or, or one me. ice cap. Or one glorious uh, it's, you know, strawberry, strawberry shortcake short. donut. Which I just recently had, and it was amazing. I know, and you're, I, you're, I apologize. You're, you're because it was so tasty. I, I am. I'm verklempt. <laughs> I do apologize for my voice. It's not doing the new microphones justice. This is just me right now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so unlike the rest of us plebs, Patrick, you actually got to use the iPhone 7 in I've been using it for yeah, a yeah. week now. I, uh, my review went up on Monday. I wrote it all weekend tirelessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a video that I think turned out pretty good. Um, I mean, I think it is a worthwhile upgrade depending on what iPhone you currently have and your interest in the iPhone in general. So say you have an iPhone 6S uh, or 6S Plus, it's pretty it's pretty hard to, to recommend the upgrade to it because uh, nothing has changed on the surface. Underneath, a lot has changed, but I don't know if the difference is enough to justify buying it. If you have one of the older iPhones, like a, a 6, possibly, even a 6 mm-hmm. is pushing it a little bit, or a 5, or if you're the type of person like Zach, our, our community manager, who needs to have like the, the best stuff, the, the most newest stuff at all times, um, I think that it's definitely worth getting because the the 40% power uh, increase in in terms of the processor is pretty incredible. Like this is the first time that I've ever used a phone where I haven't run into an instance of lag once, whether I'm multitasking, uh, using apps, taking pictures, nothing, nothing like that. And the camera, the camera is another thing too. So if you're into photography, um, the dual camera on the iPhone uh, 7 plus is really cool. It doesn't seem like it at first, but once you get into it and start playing around with it, it's definitely probably the best mobile camera that, that I've ever used. Did you see that picture of Christopher Pratt that Tiff took? Yeah, that was handsome great. man. It was pretty that awesome. That was really good. And I mean, there's some stuff that's not there yet, like the, the depth of field uh, stuff that I know, Igor, you were excited about as well. Uh, that's coming in an update. I've seen it in action, like Apple showed me it when I was down at the, the keynote. It looks really cool. Whether or not it's actually going to work remains to be seen, but... Uh, I think it probably will, and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you guys, you yeah. guys have tried the the phone that I'm using. Ian's using the seven right now. Like, what do you think of it? Like, do you think it's worthwhile getting? Am I am I alone in in thinking um, that it is for some people and other people's not so much? I think you run the risk if you buy an iPhone seven that you will have something that will have technology that Apple will have to kind of st- take a step back on. So interesting. Um, you know, the EU already wants to kind of launch a lawsuit against Apple, and they may already be in the process of doing this where they want to force them to move to USB-C, something that is like yeah. ubiquitous or standard across the entire um, tech ecosystem, right? Um, and I mean, I was reading this morning that Apple may even ditch the headphone jack for the lightning port on 
its own PCs. Hey, we wrote about that yesterday. Which is it's crazy. Insanity uh, to me because, like, just think about this for a second. What's great about the 3.5 hel- uh, millimeter jack is you buy a pair of headphones and they work with every other single device you have. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's made by Apple, Sony, or any other number of manufacturers with the lightning port. Your new pair of headphones are only going to work with an iPhone 7. But you can get an adapter, though. The adapter comes with it. Yeah. But, like, that is just... So, I totally see that argument because it makes things more complicated. Like, there's another step to the mix. So, I totally get that. And it's... it's, So, you know, Phil Schiller said it was courage, but I was looking into it and... This is all just merchantilism. Like, uh, Apple owns Beats, which, if you look into it, happens to be the, by market share, the company that sells the most Bluetooth-enabled headphones. Um, So this was not like, oh, this is, you know, better technology. This was like, this is an opportunity for us to make more money, Um, which is fine. You know, they're a company, but uh, when it's kind of posited as like, we're doing this to make technology better for everyone, that's where I take issue with it because it's not, this is clearly a move for Apple's sake. Yeah, Yeah. it's a cash grab. Um, You know, like had, had Apple open sourced the lightning standard back when it introduced it, I'd be totally different about... Like, they never do that, though, because they, they never, never open source anything. Yeah, so in the sense, this is like the perfect phone from Apple's perspective because it you have to buy in into the entire Apple ecosystem. There is no part of this phone that is not proprietary. And I think that is... You shouldn't support this phone because it is so anti-consumer on so many levels. Like, this is a terrible right. device from that perspective and not at all the kind of vision of the future of technology that you should buy into like this is I like I just don't recommend this phone like I think I I'm hoping the market turns in such a way where Apple is forced to reverse decision like obviously that's going to be bad if you buy this phone but in the long run I think that's what is best for the like entire ecosystem of uh, smartphone technology. I, I don't think they're going to go back on no. it. Though. They've never, yeah. they've never ever gotten back, gone back on removing. Oh, they've anything. gone back on some things. Like what? Um, let me think about this. Because they removed the three and a half floppy, right? And there was a mm-hmm. huge pushback from that. And I know, but I, this is I, different. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with everything that you're saying. Um, because I don't think that there is an inherent advantage. Oh, okay. uh, to the consumer Perfect for example. removing it. So when you know Steve Jobs, when they when he introduced the iPad. He's like, what, people were asking, where's the stylus? He's like, um, he's like, if you see a stylus here, we did something wrong, right? And you see Apple, maybe that's a minor example guess, at this yeah. point, but like, I'm sure if you look, you know, I'll, I'll maybe it's, this will be my homework assignment for <laughs> That'd be a good next story. time. Be a good story. Uh, I'll look at, you know, when Apple has kind of backpedaled, there are a lot of times, you know, like, if you just look at the feature list of iOS and how it's grown over the couple of ye- the last couple of years, so much of it is just a response to how Android does things, right? Or, right. you know, so for a while they were borrowing uh, stuff from like the jailbreak community too. The jailbreak community, right? And like, but Apple's like kind of de facto statement at the time to all of these features was like, well, you know, not so much we know better, but like we know what our consumers want, right? And eventually they had to change 
to accommodate what consumers actually wanted. And I, you know, I just say, if you're a consumer, don't buy this phone. Cause I think, like I said, you're just supporting what is like, what are very predatory business practices. Yeah, I think I would actually agree with that. Sorry, if I can get my voice to work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think like, so Apple, it does, like Patrick says, like it does, it takes things from other phones and then does it very, very well mm-hmm. and gives that amazing user experience and that thoughtful design. But I agree with you, like they've gone too far. Yeah. And it's a it's a moment when, yeah, like I think a lot of, even Apple, longtime Apple users that I know want to take a stand and say, no, not and right now. What not is, anymore. sorry, like, sorry to interrupt, but what is, like, Apple is going to lose this war, right? Because Lightning is a standard that you have to pay a licensing fee to add to your device. Right. It might be a small standard one, but that's already a non-starter against a standard that you can just include free of charge with your device like there is no way apple can win that war but wouldn't if if that was the case wouldn't accessory manufacturers not be making accessories for it then but there are some who are not right like a very few like like all the big ones like belkin makes makes apple stuff so do you see a future where like an audio receiver company like denim let's say i'm sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today starts putting lightning ports. Well, you do see that, like Blue. Blue Mm -hmm. makes uh, head uh, mics, right? Yeah. They make mics specifically that work with lightning. Sure. I'm sure there's other companies that do the same thing. But it's like, go back to any other format war. Like, the most famous one, um, what was it, Betamax versus VHS. One was a proprietary standard designed by Sony, and you had to... Beta was better. (laughs) It was, quote-unquote, better, right? You could... I guess you could argue the same thing about lightning uh, on certain fronts, but I think it's slower than USB Type C. Yeah, isn't it? so I like it, I don't think it actually is better. So if it, if it doesn't have any technological advantage, and the other one does, and it's free to use, like just do the math. There is no way even Apple, with all its push and clout and like leadership in this industry, cannot win this war, right? Like it is gonna, it's fighting a losing battle. You have Android uh, manufacturers doing similar things too, not not with uh, lightning, but obviously. But they're dropping it in favor of standard that's free and better. <laughs> like this is the whole thing that it comes back to. Like for me, like I agree with everything that you're saying. But for me, the one thing is that, is if I was an average person going to the store and I was going to go buy an iPhone Seven, my experience with the phone, because the adapter is there and because the headphones are there hasn't fundamentally changed. I'm still able to use my old headphones with it. And I know the anti-consumerist side mm-hmm. of things. Right. But for me, if, if I was just a regular dude going out and buying the phone, it, it really wouldn't change anything for me. I would still I be think. able to use the phone exactly yeah. how I used it before because they include the adapters. Mm-hmm. And I know I know that they're, they're trying to push Beats headphones. I know I get that total perspective. But for the average person... Yeah. It matters because people but, have blown it up, but I, I don't think it matters. But let's that say much. you decide to buy a pair of lightning port headphones, right? 
uh, and this is the last I'll say on just so we can get on to other topics, but um, you can only attach this phone unless you get another adapter so that it goes from digital to audio into your iPhone. Like you cannot use this phone with any current computer produced by Apple because they do not, or you can if you got the, the adapter. Headphones, right? exactly. The headphones, with the headphones, right? So how does that make sense? Like where is the point for a consumer to do that? Like that seems like, like as a consumer, so, why b- spend your money on for, that? For a lot of Apple fans, they're like, so like look at Zach, for example. Mm-hmm. They're so into the Apple ecosystem that if, so for him, if he, we'll have him on the podcast at some point. I think for him, if that, um, if, if it actually goes the way where the lightning port's going to be removed from the MacBook and stuff like that as well. Or uh, added to the MacBook. Or, or yeah, added to it, sorry, added to it. Um, for him, I don't think it's, it's going to matter because he's so used to just being inside Apple's ecosystem. Right. For mm-hmm. Apple, it's it's another way for them to just make sure that you're not buying other products. You're, you're still inside yeah. Apple. That's why they're doing it. But for certain Apple fans, I, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna matter to them because they're so like intrinsically linked to every single product that comes out. Like they put an iCloud, they have an iPhone, they have a MacBook. Mm-hmm with that port there now they're just going to plug their headphones into their Mac it's not like they own a Windows PC right it's mm-hmm. just going to be this, the same thing um, but I do see the other side of the coin too like for me I, I use all kinds of different products right like I, I'm using a Surface Book I'm using the iPhone 7 right now um, normally like if I came to work uh, I would just plug my headphones right into my mm-hmm. computer right I can't do that anymore but so I would question and ask you like how, how big of the consumer base is that dedicated Apple you know, consumer. Right? I think I think that's what Apple's going to find out, and that's like, going to be whether or not. Right. So yeah. I, they're not going to go back on this. That's not going to happen. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But uh, whether or not this works out for them, that that's going to be the yeah. deciding factor. Yeah, I think you're right that it's it'll be fine for the average Apple consumer, but for, especially for the techie mobile enthusiast Apple user, this is like coming at a time when Apple already appears to be stagnating. And with this iPhone 7, it didn't bring anything new and fresh to the table. Mm-hmm. And so meanwhile, uh, you know, Samsung, which is burning, but mm-hmm. is also very being very inventive and being very creative. Um, like there's a there's a lot of reason to jump ship to androids that are doing exciting things and mm-hmm. maybe you know adding something new um but then again samsung which you know they could have capitalized far more on this opportunity than they are because of this issue with the exploding battery i wanted jokes at that keynote i wanted to see apple make jokes about it but that didn't happen yeah that would yeah. have been a perfect opportunity i guess because it because it is it's not just funny it's like a serious issue like people are actually getting injured and, and stuff like that so it wouldn't well, be tasteful yeah, plus apple gets supplies from from same samsung the display yeah. is still yeah. right yeah <laughs> not the batteries luckily let's hope not yeah, yeah. well now some samsung is switching to get their batteries all from atl which does supply yeah apple. you wrote that yesterday yeah so, um, but the, yeah, the battery explosion, <coughs> like, do you think that the Note 7 is going to make a rebound from this? That's what I want to know. So, hmm, I, I think this might actually be in some sense, if, uh, let's, bold prediction. This might be the death knell of the Note series. I don't know. Wow. No like, I, I mean, I doubt it, but I think so. the... Uh, in the U.S., though, like I think this, the brand is taking a huge hit. When you're the CEO of Samsung America, has to go on video 
and like apologize to consumers yeah and like tell them like please return your note seven that's crisis but it also that video also brought up an interesting point in that uh, they said 130,000 Note 7s have been exchanged. Mm-hmm. But the CSPC, the, the, the agency in the U.S. that was helping them do this recall, uh, said that there should be about 1 million total in the wild. Yeah. So the fact that uh, such a, like, you know, just over 1% has exchanged it, does that mean that people aren't concerned in general? Does that mean... I have a friend that, that has one and just does not yeah. care. Right. So he's just not going to return it because he doesn't care. I can't say where I was this past week, but I was in a room where there were two Note 7s. Can, can you say the province and the city? Uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. So I was somewhere <laughs> in Vancouver, British Columbia, and there were two Note 7s, uh, and... You know, I thought my risks of going up in flames had dramatically increased at that moment. <laughs> they announced it on the plane too. Yeah, they, there, right? they. So there was uh, there was one individual there who he was told by uh, a flight attendant, like, please turn off your Note yeah. Seven. Right. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like this is, you know, so in the U.S. it's something like seventy five cases of Note Sevens going up in flames. That's more. Well, it's, actually, it's more now. Yeah, actually. it's more. It's it goes up each day because I think that includes just major overheating. Not all of them. Are okay. Well, like you know, yeah. Obviously, not all of them are going to be worst case scenarios. Right. Um, so. So me, I think that uh, the note. Like I, I really like the Note Seven. Yeah. I said it was like my favorite phone of all time. It's going to be great once it comes back out. And <laughs> exactly. And I, I've had people tweet me, and I'm like. I, it, it obviously has problems. No one could have foreseen that. There's no way for me to know. Um, but I still think that it is a great-looking phone in terms of what it looks like and its performance. And like you just said, when it comes back out... Looks like gonna... kill, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. There you go. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the Note brand's going to go away, but I think it's probably been like sullied a little oh, bit. Oh, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. I doubt it's going to go away. But, you know, will it affect Samsung in the long run? I certainly think so. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I saw on Twitter that uh, someone said, my grandmother asked me not to get a Samsung. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did, not, someone, did but, someone tweet you and say that? Or did no, just, did, I just saw on Twitter. Person. But yeah. that's just so telling because it's not just the Note 7, it's Samsung as a brand. Yeah. yeah. Which is massive. Well, well, to some people, like, there's two phones out there. There's You're either getting an Apple phone or yeah. you're getting a Samsung phone. Right. Android to them... Is Samsung? Samsung. There's, there's yeah. no, there's no such thing as LG. That's a myth. Right. There's HTC. Yeah. No one's even heard of them, right? Yeah. It's either those two phones. Um, well, I don't know. I, I honestly think that they'll be just fine. And part of it is that is that what you were just saying, Pat? That uh, a lot of people think of Samsung as all Androids. So, you know, like, so if there's two sides of the coin, people are going to be more likely to be like, well. You know, they had this one slip up, but of all the vast amount of phones that they produce, you know, generally everything's been good. I also think that they handled the recall pretty darn well. Um, so, I know I don't some know people anymore. disagree. Because now, I mean, it, it should have, ideally, the recall should have stopped. Like, like I'm just thinking about this in the context of this recall. Um, if only a thousand or a hundred thousand uh, Note 7s in the U.S. have been returned, then that is a pretty piss 
poor recall. But that's, yeah, like, that's because it started as a voluntary recall. Oh, and that, I believe that... That was a mistake, I think, is that it should have been a mandatory Sorry. one right away. That's the only thing. Other than that, like, yeah. I think the communication has been has been yeah. pretty good with them. Like, they're, they're, they're not trying to, like, sweep it under the rug. They're, like, up front, yeah, we messed up. Like, mm-hmm. let's fix this. And I, I'm also not entirely sure how long the process is to make it an official recall, right? And... I think it's also fair for them to be like, well, you know, how small of a fraction of these phones are going to do this? Like, is it? Is but it, it seems all the batteries yeah. that are made by Samsung suffer from this yes. fault, right? Like, that is a huge amount of Note sevens. Well, I, I, so some of the phones had the batteries from their affiliate, the Samsung mm-hmm. SDI, but it, some did not. So it was it, like it a sixty thirty right, split, yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I, I see this blowing over pretty quickly for them, especially considering you see on forums and you see online people saying, like, I just can't wait to get my Note 7 back again. It's a great phone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people are excited to get their replacements. So I think that's telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like usual, you know, obviously some people are going to be like, they're going to swear off the Samsung brand because of this, but others are going to like their faith in it is somehow going to be bolstered even more. So <laughs> yeah. you can never tell with human beings. It's it's actually very interesting because remember when Bengate was happening, like when yeah. Yeah. when the phone could bend. That's just a couple of years ago, but that yeah. went that went bonkers. Uh-huh. This is actually hurting people, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not having the same sort of mass. I think well, it's having a a mass effect, but just a different tone to it yeah a lot of people are saying like oh if this was happening to apple phones it would be like cover story news on yeah. every publication and but, but to, every a certain, TV to a certain extent it is everywhere though right like yeah. the cbc is doing stories about it i saw a ctv story about mm-hmm. it so it does maybe it would be be bigger if it was apple but yeah. it does have that that mainstream pene- penetration right yeah. like it's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere also on that note uh ian you found out how many uh, Samsung Note sevens were sold in Canada. Like 20, 22,000 approximately. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty two thousand in Canada. Yeah. So that's the first time a stat has been released mm-hmm. from Samsung. So it's unfortunate that we found it that way, but it's interesting. So about one percent of all right sales account for and, Canadian. And of sales. those, they said just there was one case one reported case. Yeah. of overheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So only one in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One out of twenty-two thousand. The one that I was used for my review unit did not did not overheat. Yeah, I did. Re- I did just return it to Samsung. Oh, you mm-hmm. did. Yeah, yeah. Good man. <laughs> I, I, Thinking well, about people's safety. I participated <laughs> in the voluntary recall portion of it before it became <laughs> mandatory. You just walked it right over. Yeah, I just walked it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on that note, uh, shoutouts. Ah, uh, shout outs. Um, well, shout out to uh, shout out to Rogers. So huh. Rogers uh, huh. became the first brand in Canada to uh, get direct support features on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they're actually kind of interesting because they do a lot of social media support um, that Bell and Telus does not do. Like they were one of the first to launch with like Facebook Messenger support as well. Um, so basically this just means like their social media team is really pretty robust and you can now like directly message them on Twitter right from like a button right under their profile. And, um, but then, you know, another, just to balance my Rogers shilling out, they, they also have been dealing with some uh, difficulties with the iPhone 7 pre-order um, in which business customers 
went through, were able to go through the consumer pre-order line and then had their pre-orders canceled and were redirected to the business line where they were like 419th in line. So that caused some tempers to flare. Um, so shout out to Rogers for making the news. Nobody else really made the news like they did this week in terms of carriers. So my shout out goes to, I had to look up the name of the studio, uh, to Armature Studio and Comcept, which developed uh, Recore for the Xbox One. I've been playing it a little bit for the last couple days, and it got pretty pretty mediocre reviews. Shellacked, one might say. Yes, yes. Uh, but it it reminds me of a game that I played growing up called uh, Jet Force Gemini that I'm sure Igor is somewhat familiar with. Very fond of. Um, and I mean, it has problems, but it's it's kind of like a modernization of, of old game design, so I can see why it didn't appeal to a lot of people, but it's this third-person shooting game, and I've had a lot of fun with it over the last couple of days. Cool. My shout-out goes to Health Canada. <laughs> Thank you, Health Canada. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us safe. For keeping us safe, not just because of the notes I haven't recalled, but my daughter swallowed a coin. Aww. Well, Rushed her to the hospital. Health Canada was there to save us. It was, a, good. it was a quarter, right? Turned out to be a nickel. Oh. A nickel. Oh, that's oh. right. The, okay. the x-ray that you showed me. Actually, it was, it's, well, it's actually good that, because uh, we live about five minutes away from the hospital. Um, Health Canada. Shout out. Yes. Shout out to those tax dollars going to work. That's right. Yes. Um, not, not just for stickers for the CBC. <laughs> <laughs> but also life-saving procedures. That's right. Um, my shout-out goes to the Toronto Blue Jays, who have been terrible. Uh, mm. Please turn it around so please. we can win a pennant. <laughs> we'd like and we'd like to wear our hats some more. Ikora yeah. and I bought very expensive Blue Jays hats, Yeah, and we'd like to wear them. At least into November. Donaldson's back, though. <laughs> he's been playing hurt the whole time, so he's hopefully he can save the team from itself. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the new podcast. Um, if you got any comments about the sound quality, what we did great, what we did not so great, please tell us in the comments section and we'll be sure to take them under advisement. Take care. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.